Hi guys, welcome back to the We Run On Coffee podcast with Marissa and Erica. And if you listened to last week's episode, you know that we did a double header. So we just immediately finished the love language episode. And we are now talking about my Marissa hour. So just to reiterate kind of what a Marissa and Erica hour is, it's just an hour or maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, (laughs) where we talk about something that we are super passionate about. So like you can see from the title, this one is going to be how to become a runner when you hate running, or at least learning to love running or like learning to find a new way to be fit and do all of those things but before we get into that we're just going to kind of talk about what we're excited for in the upcoming week and I mean I feel like we could say what we're drinking but if you listen to last week's episode you know that we I had had my coffee we had a morning (laughs) we couldn't figure out how to record and of course it was something so silly and so stupid that we figured out (laughs) at the very last minute but it's fine it humbled us today yes my coffee is officially gone so I just have my water and we know Erica's got her water (laughs) because her teeth (laughs) but that is totally okay and this well what are we excited for this week I'm super excited because on Friday I am driving home to Ohio after work and I'm gonna be there for I think 11 days yay and longer than a week I know I'm so excited because I'll be there for two weekends and the full week in between and I just have so many things to look forward to when I come home so we're doing our wedding tasting which is the thing I am probably most excited for yeah because we get to taste all the food the hors d'oeuvres we get to do everything that we've been waiting for we get to meet like the pastor that's gonna marry us we get to meet the florist everything and I'm excited because it's an event for all of the couples getting married that year, like during wedding season. So it's going to be a lot of us there. And I'm super excited to like just like see everybody, even though me and Kyle are probably going to be the youngest people there because (laughs) I'm only 23 and he's going to he's only 25. But that's totally okay. (laughs) That's amazing. That sounds really, really fun. Yeah, but also while I'm home, I get to see Erica. We're going to do another in-person episode. Get ready, guys. And I'm super excited for that one. And no spoilers because you guys will find out soon enough. But we will do that. We're going to a hip-hop class together. And I'm so excited. I'm too excited about it. I also get to see some of my friends that I haven't seen in almost a year that I graduated college with. And by the time I see them, it will have been a year. Well. I saw them once right before I moved, but like mm-hmm. it'll be a year a since while, like, we've lived together. We all graduated it and everything. And then what else? Oh, I also get to see Kyle graduate. <laughs> I'm yes. so excited. It's really awesome to watch people graduate college. Like I know obviously we've done it, but like to watch other people do it, I have that has to be amazing. And Ohio yeah. State does it big. They yeah. they're so fun. They told us to expect to be there for three to four hours. Yeah. And I was oh my God. like, it's massive. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> that's going to be so exciting, though. Kyle's worked so hard. It's going to be I know. awesome to watch that. I'm so excited. Uh, I can't wait for you. What are Cheers you going to be up to? So my um, what I'm excited about in this upcoming week is all the same as Marissa's. I wrote hip hop class with Marissa. I'm obviously very excited because I'm a big hip hop girly and I just love to share it with anyone I can. And I've brought Angelo's two of his siblings, Dominic and Vernita, and they just love it. So it's so fun to just 
it's like actually we just talked about this in our last episode the love languages showing someone something for the first time yeah is such an exciting just to see if they like it or whatever and it feels empowering to like dance i don't know how to describe it, it just like makes you feel really cool it makes you feel like, yeah. a, like a cool bad bitch yeah so i'm excited for that and i wrote um i'm excited that our next episode will be in person because we've only done one and now we both have microphones and the setup might be a little more elevated so it'll be fun as long it as might sound just a little bit better <laughs> maybe just a little we'll see we'll see and then what i'm going to say next is something i said in the last episode but also for our patio update I'm looking forward to actually having the patio and being able to use it all summer and to host. I want to get like maybe even a pizza oven, do outdoor pizza night or like a barbecue situation. Have, you know, when you're home in the summer, I'm hoping you and Kyle can come have their family here, everything. And I also like I'll have to show you. I picked out all the furniture that we want to get. And I literally went on Canva and I drew it out to scale and I put all the stuff on the map of what it's going to look like. So I'm very much dreaming about it. And I just can't wait to have like more space because you know our house is pretty small so I think having indoor and outdoor right next to each other will be so huge for the program because we have big families (laughs) yeah we do we have a huge family huge so that's that's something what I'm looking forward to yeah that's something that you guys are gonna notice like when you do get engaged and start like planning for a wedding I swear to you 75% of the guest list is Kyle's family oh my gosh that's crazy it is so so many people <laughs> yeah angelo's not only does angelo's family have like a lot of people on his mom's side but his dad's too like both sides are just huge his dad's side is italian so a big italian family like so many people i can't even imagine but yeah i'm so excited to get into this episode i think it's a tip that we could all hear how to become a runner when you hate running i think it's such a you either hate running or you love it i don't feel like there's ever someone that's like yeah it's all right like i've never heard that and i've also seen people change though i mean you obviously are here telling us because you went from hating running to being a runner you ran a 5k did you do a 10k or you signed up for one i'm pretty sure something like that i can't remember yeah i did run a 10k crazy Yeah. So I literally last year, it was around this time. I'm pretty sure it was literally like February of last year. And like, of course, it's April now. But I ran my I think it was March when I started my 5K training and I ran my first race ever at the beginning of May. So I did like a six week training program for my like my 5K, whatever. I did Mm -hmm. all of that. And then I kind of took some time off. I got surgery, everything. And then I think it was August 1st of last year, I started training for the 10K. Wow. And then I trained for the whole thing. And then I ran the 10K in October. Oh my God. I just can't believe that. It's so funny because I always think of you as someone who works out. You were in charge in college and I I know you still do that. So you can definitely speak to that. But it's just so interesting to know that you just went from zero to 100, zero to no, 10K. Literally. <laughs> zero to 10K. So tell us how you did it. I am so ready to dive in. Okay. So I know that you had a couple of other points. I basically only really have written down like all of my tips because I felt yeah, like that was that. like where I needed to get everything written sure. down and in front of me. So let me check everything. So the timeline of reason, I just kind of told you the timeline. And yep. the reason was because I was injured. My shoulder hurt and I felt like I couldn't lift weights anymore. And like, yeah. that was the way that I had always like been fit in the past. And I was like, okay, like I love like lifting weights. I love like 
like seeing how strong I am, but I couldn't do it because my arm hurt so bad and like my shoulder pain was terrible. So I was like, okay, I have this opportunity to get this like 5k training plan. Let's do it. Let's see what we can do. And so I did it. And then I was like, okay, well, let's see if I could do more. And then I got the surgery and I was like, well, obviously I can't like start lifting weights right away. So let's see if I can run. And I did it. <laughs> wow. It's just so crazy. I love that your inspiration wasn't because like, oh, I want to be a runner or XYZ. It was like, this is my only option if I want to start to like, you know, keep moving. And so yeah. you just freaking did it. I love that. Yeah. And I like, I just had to like, I've like felt like so, so I don't know, like I felt like I couldn't do anything else because I couldn't because yeah. my arm hurts so bad. But I was like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to we're going to get it done. And I so, did. And I did that. What, how was your mood at first? Like, were you a little bit angry that you like had to run because you couldn't do anything else? Were you resentful or were you like empowered and excited to start running? I think all of the above, honestly. Okay. I was I was kind of like angry because I was like, oh, my shoulder hurts. Like I did this to yeah. myself and I was like mad about that. But then I was also like, well, let's see if I can do it. Like, I've never, like, pushed myself. Like, that's the whole thing that I like with working out in general is just, like, mm -hmm. seeing what my body can do. Yeah. So being able to see what my body could do in a whole new way was, like, a whole different, like, growth because I didn't even know, like – I didn't know what my body could do. So any progress was progress to me. Yeah, that's huge. Okay, I would love to know, and you might have this written down, but like, how did you actually logistically start? Did you do a little treadmill? Did you do it outside? Did you do a little at a time, a lot? Yeah, so this will get into like a lot of my tangible tips okay. later. But just as like to preface it in like really big, vague overstatement, I just went outside. And wow. because I was starting in like middle of March, I was like, okay, the weather's probably fine enough or yeah. it's going to stay steady enough that I can just do it outside. You and just I dropped on your shoes and left. <laughs> yeah. And I literally, I didn't buy anything. Like I got the training yeah. program for free through charge. Oh, so cool. I just like, I signed up, I used their training program and that was it. And I wow. started and I ran and that oh my was gosh. it. <laughs> that's really amazing that they had that for you for free. Yeah. That's a huge and resource. I, that's how I also did the 10K training. I got that the uh, program for free as well <laughs> yeah shout out here if anyone's listening and they feel like they want to start running and don't want to buy anything because obviously that's always a barrier um to entry of anything is just having to buy equipment but i know that the couch to 5k app is free and it trains you to go from literally your couch to a 5k and i've tried it and failed many times but you know if you're listening and you want to try it go for it <laughs> yeah well, also, I know I talk about charge so often, yeah. but charge isn't just for college students. Okay. You can also buy their programs. Cool. They're called fit plans and they do them like once. I think it's like once every other quarter. So they'll have okay. like a winter and a summer one or they'll have like a spring and a fall one yeah. and they'll do run clubs. So that's what I did wow. was charge run club. And you can sign up even if you're not a charge member. You don't have to be in oh college. You don't have to be anything. They do cost money. I got them for free because I work for them. Yeah. But it's only, I think it's like $50 or something and you get the whole training plan. You that's get an awesome. app, you get everything. The community. You get, yeah. Yeah. You get workouts to do on your off running days. You also get like these recovery programs and it is amazing <laughs> that is so amazing and I had no idea I literally just thought it was a college club like I did not realize that that it, they had those offerings it, yeah that's how it started but you can buy charge merch on their website right now is not oh a college student that's and so everything cool. 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. Amazing. All right. Well, I have no more questions to to you right now. So let's jump into the tips. I'm so excited to hear these. Okay. And I, guys, I wrote notes. She <laughs> I did. did it. She's keeping her goals. I'm so <laughs> proud. I wish I like wrote it out on paper because I feel like it'd be like two pages of notes, oh, but wow, I just yeah. put it in the phone, like my like notes pad on my phone and it's She a can lot. scroll and scroll. Oh my <laughs> God. She showed me. She's like, scroll, scroll, scroll. It's like when you get a long text message and you're scared. That's what her yes. notes look like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my first one is my first tangible tip, which I think is probably the most important tip Ooh. is just go outside. I love it. And I, I know I are... I know I already said it a little bit, but I promise you, if you just go outside and move your body, whether it's running, walking, jogging, or a combination of all three, you'll be so surprised. So the little like blurb that I wrote down is the treadmill gets so boring and I know it's easier to keep a steady pace. That was what I always used to do. I would always go on the treadmill because I was like, oh, I can just pick like a miles per hour and I can go that pace and I can go forever. But... I was like, it's so boring. Who cares if I'm going at a steady pace? No scenery. Just, yeah, just literally go outside and explore. That's it. Yeah, that's a great tip. And it reminds me of something. I think I said this on the podcast a few weeks ago, but it's something YouTubers I watch say is they always say, get your blues and greens today. Go outside. Mm -hmm. Look at the sky. Look at the grass. Touch it. Feel it. Be a human. Like, get off your phone and just go outside. I love that one. And it's so nice. Like I said, if you guys listen to the Love Language episode, I think it's just so fun to go out and explore a new place. Mm -hmm. And like, I was... I had just moved here in June. I didn't start my training program until like the end of July or maybe the first week of August. And I was like... I got to see what's around here. Let me go to different parks, different trails and just go and see what's here. And just like being able to see the sun and like, you know, you always want to go outside when it's like warm and sunny outside, but like, just do it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Literally not um, running, speaking to one of your love languages. Crazy. Literally. A little bit. (laughs) A little exploring. Wow. That's such a good one. And I think just going outside can be so helpful, even if you start walking first. Like maybe your first step is just go on a walk every day and that gets you started. Yeah. I love going outside. It it makes you feel so much better. You get the natural vitamin D, you get the sunlight on your skin. Amazing. Absolutely. And then my next one is, I would say probably the second most important is buy good shoes. Oh, I've heard this from anyone who's a runner. I heard heard how important this is. Yeah. Yeah. So my entire 5K training, I had these shoes that I had bought probably mm, five years ago. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I was never really a runner, so they didn't really have a whole lot of miles on them or Mm -hmm. anything. But when I tell you my feet are still recovering from these shoes, like I would get blisters, like my heels would hurt so bad. I wouldn't really get shin splints, but I definitely felt like the pain from like striking my heel into the ground. And when I started training for my 10K, I still had those really old, terrible shoes. And I think I got through like the first maybe four weeks or Mm -hmm. maybe even like the first three weeks. And I was like, mom, I have to bite the bullet. Mm -hmm. I have to go and get new shoes. And I did. And I luckily got a really good pair on sale. Good. So they're Brooks is the brand, which I feel like Brooks. Yeah. I feel like so many people like hype up Brooks. And I think that 
I think the hype is real. I have a pair of Brooks Ghost shoes and they're like a light purple. I think it might be like the Ghost 2. I would have to double check the tag, Mm -hmm. but I'll definitely get all this information to put like in the like description or like in. Yeah, we'll put it on the socials and everything. But those shoes were so nice. And then I actually got a lucky opportunity to work with uh, Reebok through Charge. And I got a free pair of running shoes nearing the end of my training. Wow. And I actually got them the week before my 10K. So I used those like to like to kind of break in on like my taper week, which is like the last week before you run your race. Mm-hmm. You do like really short runs compared to like what the race is going to actually be. So I think I had like a two or a three mile run and then like a one mile run the day before or something. And so I wore those to break them in. And those are Reebok Symmetros 2. And I'll also I'll send all of the information to Erica to include in the graphic. Yes. But those are also really good. I've heard of mixed opinions on them. And like I said, I got them for free because it was like through a brand deal with charge and everything. But I don't think that that changes my opinion. A lot mm-hmm. of people said that they didn't love the shoe, that it caused their arches to hurt. But I didn't have any of that. I think mm-hmm. that they honestly worked really well with my feet. And the Brooks still might be f- my favorite out yeah. of the two. But I I do enjoy using both of them. Like I'll kind of switch on and off depending on like... I heard uh, the other day I was watching a video on YouTube of this other girl that's a runner and she said that you have to have your your like tempo shoes, your long run shoes and your recovery shoes. And I think that I definitely agree with that. I haven't gotten yeah. too much into it to where I really understand what I'm looking for in those kind of shoes, but I do like switching off and on and seeing which ones work better for what kind of runs. I love that. I'm so glad you came with the freaking names and recommendations for us because I was about to ask, what are they? Yes. I, shoes are so important, not only to running, but just like you got to support your feet. I've been, mm-hmm. I recently just got rid of all my like Vans and all of my Nikes and all of these shoes that like were really killing me. And I upgraded and I got some Sorrells, which is my personal favorite brand. But I think that the way you were talking about the Reeboks and how some people liked them, some people didn't is it totally speaks to you have to find what works for you. Like you can't just say, oh, Marissa really likes the Brooks. That's mine. Perfect one. Go try them on. Go to Dick's. Go anywhere they sell them. Try them on and then look for sales online when you find what you like. But it really depends on the person. We're all different and we all have different feet. <laughs> like to yeah. be honest. Yeah. I highly recommend going to a specific running shoe store. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did when I got my oh, Brooks. Oh, cool. I went, to a, I went to a store that like was specialized in running. It was literally like one of the ones that says like blank running club store whatever yeah and they literally make you get your shoes that you're currently using wear those to that store they're going to walk without your shoes on this like track pad that like shows where you put the most of your pressure on your foot and then they're also going to make you run in your shoes that you currently have and the shoes that you're trying on to track your like gait and see what works best (gasps) I've never heard of that that is so cool I'm so glad you brought that up that's an amazing tip I've never heard of that but that just sounds fun to try anyway it was so cool all of that was free all I had to do is pay for the shoe wow that is such an awesome experience it sounds like that is so cool I highly recommend if you are trying to get into running, even if you've been a runner forever and you've like never taken the time out of your day to go and do that. I highly recommend. Oh my God. Everyone run to your running store. (laughs) Run. I love it. Run. Don't walk. (laughs) Yes. 
Okay, so moving on from all those accessories, my next point is be patient and kind to yourself. Yeah, I feel like this is like the hardest thing. I literally wrote down this is the hardest thing for me because I set a goal and I feel it necessary to stick to it. But some days they're just going to be harder than others. You're not always going to be able to reach those goals. And I know I was talking with Kyle about this because I haven't really ran that much since I did my like five, my 10K in October. Mm-hmm. I ran a little bit here and there, but I like sometimes like sometimes it's really super easy. Like I went on a run like maybe two weeks ago and I ran a 5K without even trying and I just did. Wow. It. Yeah, that's amazing. And I was like, oh, wow, that was so easy. And then literally two days later, I went to run and I couldn't even run a mile without Mm -hmm. stopping yeah and I was like what the heck and (laughs) it's just some days your body is going to be either like more hydrated or more like you're going to have more nutrients and you're going to be able to use those more often and like I said I'm not a pro I don't know all of the things I know what worked well for me and like having like a bunch of water obviously that's going to help because you're going to be more hydrated mm-hmm. and we can go on tangents to talk about like intra run nutrition and all of those things but i mean again i've only ran a 10k it's not as important for those kinds of distances but once i get into my further running girl era i will be able to come yes. back with all of those better um just different tips and tricks but like I said be patient be kind to yourself some days are going to be harder than others huge yeah that's a really good one and I, I did want to in- interject this because we did Erica Hour recently and our most recent Erica Hour was how to buy a home at 23 with zero dollars down and we started the episode and you said I'm really excited today because this is something I'm so uneducated about and that's how I feel today I just want to say like that is the point of these Mar- Marissa and Erica hours and I hope you all listening feel the same way but like you are using words I've never even heard of I've never heard of these shoes I've never gone to the running store I have no idea what the hell nutrition thing you just said like I am learning so much and I just want to say that like I'm loving this and even though like you're new to running you have so much valuable information so like thanks for sharing it with us and I'm loving it I just had to put that in because I was really feeling like that and remembering the way that you said that before and I'm like I feel the same way like this is something that I am so lost in so anyways I'm excited to keep going but I just had to I had to spread love as we say (laughs) Yes. And that's like, obviously why we do all of this. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm literally just talking to Erica on Zoom. Exactly. like I'm changing her entire perspective and I'm educating yeah. her on something. And like, I just hope that at least one person out there hears this and yes. it really helps them. Marissa just wants one person to run. That's it. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it'll be one. me. I'm feeling inspired. Yeah. Tell Angelo. <laughs> I would never. I'm so excited though. So good. Yes. Okay. So my next part is it's okay to stop and take walks or take breaks. Yeah. It's that. So that's totally okay. I always thought that I wasn't a real runner if I stopped or walked during my training. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're moving, that's all that matters. Yeah. And I think that like that's the hardest part in like the whole, I don't know, mindset of it all. Because I was like, well, if I don't run the whole thing, like that's like, did I even do it? Yeah. But you oh, totally did. So you still moved your body for that amount of time. And I'm still getting better at this. Like I said, like I've only gone on a couple of runs since I ran the 10K. And I went on one last week where I ran 4.1 miles, but wow. I walked 0. 0.65 of mm-hmm. those 4.1 miles. That's and still so good. Oh, my gosh. I know. And I was like, oh, like I had to stop and walk twice. But I was like, you still did four like, miles. What are you yes, talking about? <laughs> that's huge. Yeah, I actually, that's a really great point. I love it. And I also, when I did this Couch to 5K app, like, 
literally I tried it in high school, but the whole way that they do their training is run for 30 seconds, walk for a minute, run for 30 seconds, walk for a minute. And walking is so integrated into it, which I think is huge because if you are physically able to run and you're probably also physically able to walk and it's something that you might do like on a regular basis, we walk all day long, Marissa and I. So like it, <laughs> it totally makes sense. It's something that you're able to do and then you're pushing it a little further. So I feel like that is a really awesome point to bring up and it ties right back in with your be patient and kind to yourself. Like, yeah, listen to your body. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly how my 5K training was too. I'm pretty sure... The first run that I ever did was walk for, no, it was like, it was run for two minutes, walk for five. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure that was my first ever workout that I did. And I was like, walk for five minutes and only run (laughs) for two? Like, what is that about? And then I like noticed like, of of course, in the intervals like increase, like you run further and then you start to walk less. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're running running. a mile and a half and then you're walking like for a quarter of a mile. And it's absolutely wild. It's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. It's yeah, it's insane the way you can train your body to do so many things. Yeah. Wow. And 10K training was so different in that aspect as well. So like I said, the entire 5K training was run for a certain amount of time, walk for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. But when you start to get into longer distances, different types of runs come into play. So you'll have a recovery run, which I kind of hate that term because nothing in running feels like recovery (laughs) to me. But it was basically like you would do like a three mile run or like a one mile run and it would just be an easy pace Mm -hmm. and I was like okay and then you would have tempo runs and tempo runs are where you run at your race speed for a certain amount of time or a certain distance and then you jog at a slower speed or you walk in your recovery periods oh that's interesting and those were really hard for me and then like I don't know they were just really hard for me to get the hang of because like I had an idea of what pace that I wanted to be because I but because I hadn't really ran that often I was Mm. like can I do that pace and I would kind of change and like flip-flop every other time and nearing the end of my training it just like turned into like running at all the same pace instead of doing like the actual like intervals which I need to get better at if I'm going to continue to train Mm -hmm. but and then there's also speed runs, okay. which is where you run for a certain interval at your 5K speed instead okay. of your 10K speed. Mm. So you run a little bit faster and yeah. then you do another interval at your 10K speed and then you do a recovery speed. Mm-hmm. And wow. those are just to be able to get like your uh, like your heart rate working in those higher zones, like mm-hmm. where it's at a higher beat per minute so that you can increase your speed as you go. And then the fourth type of run is a long run, which is just where you go okay. at like a steady speed, but it's longer than your recovery okay. speed. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much to it that I love like the science behind it in a way. That's really cool. Yeah. Like still to this day, my favorite is quote unquote like recovery or long runs, like just mm-hmm. being able to see how far I can go without stopping. And yeah. that we're, that's going to come into play a little bit later in these. Love it. But I just think like... The tempo run and the speed runs were a little bit confusing to me because I've never been a person that cares about how quickly I can move because I know Mm -hmm. that I have short legs and I know that I have like, (laughs) it's harder for me to move quicker, but I just, I never really thought about like worrying about my tempo or my speed or like how quickly I'm going to finish the race. Yeah. Wow. That's honestly like, I hate to say this, but I'm like so inspired and I kind of just want to try because I'm just getting really excited about it. And I love, I love watching a race. Like Angela likes running and he's done some 5Ks and 
maybe I don't know if he's done a 10k maybe but I love to go watch and support and like be that girl <laughs> under yeah. my supporting girl era um and last year he did the Susan G Komen breast cancer race in Columbus just the 5k and it was so beautiful scenery but literally he started and then I like got my stuff together like went over to the finish line and it was like almost less than 30 minutes and he was done and I was like oh my god how does one just run 5k that fast I'm like people are so crazy but it's also so inspiring because it's like think about how healthy they are like you're really prolonging your life when you are running and like being physically able to do that and I've never ran in my life now yeah. I feel behind but I do feel inspired <laughs> I will say it's kind of crazy because like like you just said like Aaron like Angelo like he's of course taller than me and yes I feel like the stride yeah, and I feel like, I don't know what it is, but, like, men in general, I feel like they can yeah. move faster. And, I mean, of course, there's some really quick women out there, but mm-hmm. I just feel like I've always heard, like, men's speed naturally. is, like, faster naturally, yeah. which is wild. But you were saying that he finished it in, like, almost less than 30 minutes. My fastest 5K speed ever was yeah. 33 minutes. <gasps> wow. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. And that's an 11-minute mile. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like... That's because I don't move fast. <laughs> no, but that sounds so like manageable. Anything less than that feels like you definitely have to be sprinting the whole freaking race. Like, well, yeah, insane. it sounds like that. But everybody's like, I'm about to get into this, but everybody's yeah. like intensity zone one. I'll explain okay, it. Okay. Don't worry. Everybody's <laughs> intensity, out internally. <laughs> everybody's intensity zone one is different based off of their body. Yes. Okay. And that makes sense. I think it's so crazy because like you say like oh he finished it in almost that and like he probably ran it like what like probably a nine minute mile probably honestly yeah I I can only do like 11 minutes (laughs) yeah yeah that's so weird to think about what you're physically able to do but but there is a difference to like just yes men are naturally faster or naturally like quote stronger and there's no thing that says women can't get faster or get stronger but like naturally I think we're a little bit of a step back which is yeah, can probably be bit. really frustrating, especially yeah. when you're like running with your, you know, if you're in like a relationship with a man and you're a woman, it's like, oh, now I'm a little frustrated. I'm like, I want to run faster than you. I'm like competitive. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's me too. And like Kyle just told me like the other day, he's like, well, when we move in together, I want you to like keep me running. Like I yeah. want you to keep me like motivated to do these things. And I was like, babe, <laughs> I run it like right now I'm running at like a 12 minute mile because mm-hmm. I'm not like actively training for anything and he was like well that's fine because like I run slow and I was like you're automatically gonna run it like eight Literally. minutes because your legs are 10 feet long like what do I you know. want me to do Ange- I am five foot zero what do you want <laughs> me to do zero. lol <laughs> Angelo's sister Vernita she wants to run a race it's been something they've been talking about and Angelo told her pick a race anyone you want any support you want to cause I'll do it with you I don't care what it is like pick something you're passionate about that's like his tip is like if you're gonna do a race pick something you really care about And he told her, pick one any day and I'll train with you and I'll do it with you. And you set the pace like I'll run with you. And that's the cool thing I think about experienced runners that I find really cool is that they can do that. Like maybe Mm -hmm. I run slow. They can run slow. It's fine. It doesn't matter. And also I will say to me, no mile time sounds slow because I can't run a mile. I know I can't. And so any any time sounds fast to me. Even in high school, I couldn't run the mile like I would walk and get in trouble and fail. And I just didn't care because I couldn't do it. I didn't have that's a whole other spiral is like a tangent about gym class and like how do they expect you to run a mile with no training and they don't give you anything and they're like go run the mile but anyways yeah any mile time to me sounds fast but I love that that is so interesting to know about the zone so I'm ready for you to get into it yes okay that's my next point so it's heart rate this is gonna sound so convoluted and confusing but I promise I did my research (laughs) on this and I will try and make it as easy as as easy to understand as possible so 
There's different heart rate zones, mm-hmm. and those equate to different intensity zones okay. of cardio. So there's four or five different heart rate zones. Mm-hmm. There's zone one, zone two, zone three, zone four, and zone five. And those are all broken up into different percentages of your max heart rate. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people, they've heard about their max heart rate before. Yes. And it's basically, I don't know the exact formula, but I think it's like... minus your age, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. And so you do that and then you make you take the percentage of that and then that's how you figure out what heart rate zone you are okay. in. That's so, huge. Yes. So heart rate zone one and heart rate zone two equate to intensity zone one. Mm-hmm. There's only three intensity zones, oh, which is sense. where it gets a little bit confusing. Okay. So heart rate zone two equals intensity zone one. Mm-hmm. Heart rate zone three equals intensity zone two okay. and so on. That makes sense. Okay, I'm but, following. But again, there's only three intensity zones. So yeah. kind of group them together where you must. Got it. <laughs> so what I wrote down is heart rate zone two cardio slash intensity zone one. Mm-hmm. That is the most important place for your body to be when you are trying to build endurance. So... Now I'm going to put some numbers behind it. Mm -hmm. Zone two, intensity zone one, is between 50 and 70% of your maximum heart rate. Okay. So you'll do the 220 minus your age and then take any number between 50 and 70% Mm -hmm. and figure out what that number is. And it, you should, during those training sessions where you're trying to be in intensity zone one, you should not let your heart rate go above that maximum threshold of 70% of your maximum heart rate. Cool. Got it. And so with that, this is something, if you don't like numbers, which I, I do like numbers, it's (laughs) easy for me to see like a number written down and know to not go above that number. But at the same time, if you don't have like a fitness tracker, which I know a lot of people, they have their polarizing opinions on. But (laughs) if you don't have a fitness tracker or if you find it hard to look down at your watch every once in a while and make sure that you're staying in that heart rate zone, this is another good tip to know where your body should be at during that time. This should be a pace where you feel like you're able to tell a story. You should Mm. be able to talk and you should feel comfortable being able to breathe, talk and tell a story to somebody the entire duration of your run and because of that you're keeping your heart rate relatively low to where you're able to have that conversation Mm -hmm. and if you can do that say you start off only being able to do that for five minutes after you do that for five minutes the next time maybe you push for six maybe you Mm -hmm. push for seven and then all of a sudden you get to a certain point where you have that endurance and you can keep that pace forever mm-hmm. and oh, that's my gosh. that's the goal of intensity zone one training is to get you to be able to literally run forever and of course wow. your body's gonna break down your legs are gonna get sore anything yeah. like that your lactic acid is gonna build up you're going to get tired but you should be able to stay at that consistent pace yeah forever that is so crazy and first of all I love that I know you said if you don't have a fitness tracker you know do the story I love that because that is a great that's a great way to speak to listening to your body in general it's just like okay if you're if you literally can't do it slow down like 
Yes. Take a second, you know, change your pace. But also, if you do have a fitness tracker, for example, I have the, the Samsung Galaxy Watch 4 or whatever. It has all the heart rate zones. So when I'm in a workout, my little bar will go back and forth and be zone one, two, three, four, or five, and it will move all around. So if you do have one, that's also like a really good way to gauge. Like maybe there's a setting you can turn on that shows the zones specifically, and you can line up with what Marissa's saying. So that's really cool. Yeah, that is like. This is something that I've learned from many YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Like I love watching like a fitness yeah. like YouTube video. I love watching those. So I I had ne- I had like learned about this. Like I'd heard about it in the past. I heard about it throughout my training. Mm-hmm. But then like seeing these people that like do like ultra marathons and stuff yeah, or like even crazy. just like run a marathon. Yeah. They say like if like their training is completely structured differently even than mine was for my 10k so they'll have Mm -hmm. like a two hour long run and it doesn't matter how far they go they just have to run for two hours and they talk about staying in this intensity zone one and being able to just go the duration of that oh my gosh it's so cool I'm gonna be so interested now that I'm a little more educated just to hear other people talk about it and know a little bit more about what they're saying yeah. So that was my most like scientific part of all of yeah, this. The rest awesome. is just stuff that like really just like helped Helped me you. in general. Yeah. But I hope I explained that well. You I did. know it's a little bit confusing. No, you did. And we can also I think would be really cool. I was thinking during that is that we should totally draw up a little graphic. Maybe I could do a hand drawn mm-hmm. one and we could put both of ours on there. Both of our max heart rates and give real numbers. Because just like you said, real numbers helps people illustrate, you know, what we're trying to say and like really give it a visual. So yeah, yeah that was really absolutely. good. Absolutely. Yay. Okay. So my next one, I feel like this could be a little bit controversial, but I think it's important still. So it said, my point is be focused more on improving time of movement or distance, Mm -hmm. not both. Pick one. Oh, I like that though. And I think that this kind of goes back to what we were saying about your couch to 5k or my beginning, like my beginner 5k training that I did. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important, especially if you're just doing a 5K, because it is three miles. It's hard to kind of categorize those runs into certain miles. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to think about running for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. And like I said earlier, it could be two minutes. Then it can be three minutes the next time, or it could be two minutes and 30 seconds. You take it on intervals that makes it easier for you. And I like personally the minutes because I think, like I said, it's harder every, like it, your body changes every day. Sometimes it's going to be easier. Sometimes it's going to be harder. So if you choose time frame instead of distance, you might be able to see different kinds of progress than mm-hmm. if you're thinking like of distance. Because like I said, I run slow. If I choose to run for four miles, that could end up being an hour and a half on some days because I'm yeah. just being slow. But if I think about time frame and be like, oh, I want to get 30 minutes of movement in today, then that's all I do. And it doesn't matter how far I went during those 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think picking one or the other, at least at the very beginning when you're just getting started, makes total sense. I feel, I, I mean, I hear you. I don't think it's controversial, but I'm sure some people do. But I really do. I think it makes sense to pick one because personally, I'm someone who like when I do something, I try to dive all in. I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. you do that too. Yes. We, like we just want to dive all in and do it really good the first time and do it all at once. And that can be so goddamn overwhelming to your whole to your mind to your body that could stress you out make you hate running to begin with so I think it's really helpful to just pick one path and focus on that to get you started 
Yeah, and like I said, with focusing on the time of movement, especially now that I'm not like necessarily training for anything, mm-hmm. I find it to be way more successful. Like when I was trying to get into running, like like I said, my entire 5K training plan was intervals. And as long as you see some improvement, whether it's one more minute, 30 more yeah. seconds than the last training session, or it's 10 more minutes or like 15 more minutes, it's just you are moving your body for longer. And I think that that's so much easier to see than distance because in reality if you run two miles in 25 minutes one day and then you run two miles in 23 minutes the next day are you really improving because you still went the same amount of distance and Mm -hmm. that's where I think like time makes more sense Mm -hmm. and I think like limiting almost yeah and I think we automatically focus on distance like when we start thinking about running. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I think that causes us to lose energy a little bit more quickly because if mm-hmm. you're focused on the distance you're trying you're like to counting reach. counting down. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to try and get there as quickly as possible. And that's not necessarily the best thing to do. Yeah. That makes sense. And I think almost society has shaped us to do that in a way because races are by distance. Like you do a yes. 10K, you do a 5K. So it does make sense that people naturally might try to limit themselves themselves there um so i feel like that's a great point to bring up is like maybe maybe focus more on you know other aspects and take that take that um restraint out of it uh, while you're practicing at least for sure then you might run a 5k and be like i'm already done holy crap yeah (laughs) you know like you'll you'll be so prepared that you'll just run it and be like whoa that was easy yeah and if it's your first run ever and you want to put like a 10 minute like just say i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna run quote unquote, run, walk, whatever, jog for 10 minutes. What if you get a mile that first time and you're like, holy crap, I didn't even know I could do a mile. Yeah, it's a great way to benchmark. Yeah. Yes. That is so awesome. Okay, my next one, I feel like this is a holy grail. It seems so simple, but it is so good. Just stretch. You have to do it. Yes. I said, if you aren't stretching and recovering properly after any run, you will not improve. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was really hard for me. Like I was like, oh, I don't want to have to stretch. Like this seems like so much extra time. Yes. But then I started doing and like I said, with like the charge training plan that I did, it came with like warm ups and cool down stretches. Oh, that's and I think a slow, deep stretch before Mm -hmm. and after is very helpful. Only about 10 to 15 minutes. That's all you need. And I know I know a lot of warm-ups, it'll be like incorporating like jumping jacks just to get your heart rate up and pumping. Mm-hmm. But I think it's totally okay if you don't want to do that and you just want to do like, I don't know. I look Almost up like yoga. yoga. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. look up yoga YouTube videos and I'll just do like, even if it's like a bedtime yoga, I know like you're about to go out and work out, but like it's just a slow, yeah. deep stretch that helps elongate your muscles and get your body like kind of like greased and ready to go for your run (laughs) I feel like that um what you're saying with the bedtime yoga even might quiet your mind a little bit if you're anxious about getting started or you're like nervous you might not be good yet or you don't know where you're at I feel like that could maybe be a little little bit peaceful too it's like you quiet your mind and you stretch out get really warmed up and then you go out and you just do it and you see what you are capable of I feel like that's amazing and I have a tip here, actually. Yeah. So in dance, we always do a warm up. And I felt the same way. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to warm up. I just want to dance. Like, I'm ready to get started. I'm so excited for the day. I'm pumped up. Like, the last thing I want to do is sit here and do my warm up. But our dance teacher has three songs. He plays the three songs right in a row. And we do the same exact warm up every single week. And I think that picking your favorite songs or just songs that you want to do, and maybe you just pick a number of songs. I'm going to do a two song warm up or a three song warm up and just 
make that your routine like almost get into a routine with it because it makes it a little bit more reliable and less stressful because you know what you're gonna do you know your songs and if you pick songs you love you'll get excited and it'll kind of pump you up in a way so i i like that though i think um, just stretch is absolutely needed just stretch just do it (laughs) Yeah, and something that you were kind of talking about, like with the whole songs and everything, I think that that was something I kind of subconsciously did. Like Mm -hmm. I, during long runs, I would always listen to a podcast because I knew by the end of the podcast, I would be almost done with my run or the podcast would even continue past my run. And I was like, oh, wow, I finished my run before I even finished the podcast. You can listen to us while you run, guys. Listen (laughs) to us on Erica. We yes. usually talk for an hour and a half, so we could help you. <laughs> the funniest thing, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but I think it's so Love. funny. One of my friends, so if you, this is a little bit sad, so oh. warning, but mm-hmm. there was this woman, she was training for a race and she went out to run at like mm-hmm. 7 a.m. before she had to take her kids to school and everything. And she was actually abducted and mm-hmm. she was murdered on her run. And there was this whole thing, like, the like everybody they like donated to like her funeral and everything and it was everybody like finished the race for her I forget her name Mm -hmm. but everybody went out and they chose a day to run the race to finish the amount of miles that she had planned for that day Mm -hmm. based off of like the end of like where they believe that she was abducted Mm -hmm. and I just remember one time I was talking to my friend Owen and she was like Marissa do you run with like two headphones in or do you just run with one and I was like Owen, you're going to hate me. I mm-hmm. run with two headphones in listening to a true crime podcast while I run through Ugh, the woods. Yeah. And she was like, Marissa, oh, like, that's so dangerous. And I was like, I understand. And like having that story like come out about that like yeah. woman that was training and everything, it definitely changed my mindset. So totally. if I were going on runs, like at a certain time, I would kind of change and like I would listen to like upbeat music and it kind of like mm-hmm. hyped me up. But I also still really enjoyed like listening to those yeah. podcasts to like push me and be like, oh, well, like it's an hour long podcast. I can probably finish timing. my run in an hour. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I feel like this is I know that I'm beating a dead horse by saying this. I say this in every episode, it feels like now. But tying this back to our habits episode, having an accountability partner, but not mm-hmm. only calling them that just a workout buddy could be yes. so huge for your safety. Like just like Marissa was saying with that story it's like maybe you want to run with two headphones in but you bring two friends that is Mm -hmm. so increasing your chances of being you know more safe and well off so if you are someone who you know you need your two headphones and you need your loud EDM music like banging your ears or you need your rap and you need that to keep going maybe ask some friends to come jog with you or whatever you know get on the phone with someone while you're running like there's totally options for safety too and I feel like that's important to mention for sure. Yeah. And since we're kind of on like this little topic of safety, I didn't yeah. write it in my notes, but I kind of have this like to go pack, I guess. Oh, you could yeah. say like this thing that I always took with me when I went mm-hmm. on my runs and it was kind of just based off of what I thought that I needed and also like talking to like my mom and like Kyle because I was in a new area and they wanted me to be safe. For sure. So yeah. I bought a fanny pack. I bought the Lululemon belt bag, which <gasps> of course. Wait, do you love it? I did not know you had yeah. one. Yeah, oh, I love it. I want one and it's been in my cart and it, they have them in stock. I feel like I need one. Yeah, I, I love mine. I just got the plain black one because I, I was like, too. I'm going to sweat on it. Like, I don't want oh, it to yeah. get all gross and dirty. So I got the plain black one. And this is what I always put in there. So if I was going on a long run, it would change depending mm-hmm. on like what I would take with me. But I always put my wallet with my ID in it. And I always took pepper spray. I took mm-hmm. my keys. 
And then I also took my EpiPen because I'm allergic to bees. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) of course, not everybody has to take that with them. But having my ID with me, just like, I mean, of course, like you're not like you're not walking like to a gas station or like you're not going to need your ID. You're not going to need your like credit card or anything. But say something does happen. Yeah. It's something that you can quickly take out of your bag and you Mm -hmm. can throw it on the ground and then somebody knows that you were there and that they should go looking for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And you also never know, like, I'm someone who kind of like, this is really bad, but sometimes like I'll forget my whole purse at home with my driver's license in it and then I'll be driving and it's like, sure, no one thinks they're going to get an accident. No one thinks they're going to get pulled over. But when you do, that's something you need. So it's like, yeah, that's a super important point. Even if you don't, you know, have to leave it as like a trail, which you might have to, you could also like be running and a fight breaks out and police come and you have to give a statement and they need to know who you are and they need proof. Like there are all kinds of situations. So that's huge. And Angela does that too. He always runs with like a first aid setup, like almost always. Or if we ride bikes or have whatever, we'll tie something on our bikes with like a whole first aid setup in it. And of course water, but yeah, those things are huge. And I feel like a what's in my running bag is a, a fun topic I feel like that'd be interesting so if anyone out there runs comment on our Instagram and tell us what's in your running bag yeah and like I said like I just would take my like ID and my wallet so like I had things that had my name on it so like if I did feel unsafe I could always throw it down and say nothing happens and I am safe I know exactly where it's at and I can run back and get it whenever I feel safe again and and you have money maybe too so like if you run out of water and you're like really dying it's super hot like you need to go buy a water you can like it's gonna give yourself those options yeah exactly and like I said I always took my pepper spray too so if I never did feel unsafe I would just pull it out put it in my hand if I felt unsafe Mm -hmm. and then that would help me and of course my EpiPen so I didn't die of a bee sting while I'm out there running (laughs) oh god (laughs) and then I had my keys obviously to get back into my apartment and Then also you were talking about water and stuff. I feel like this is also like a holy grail product. I Mm -hmm. don't remember the exact name, but I will make sure that I get it to Mm -hmm. add into like the links and everything that we have. But it is a Nathan. That's the brand is like Nathan's like this well-known like sports or like running brand. Mm -hmm. And it was a handheld water bottle. Mm -hmm. And I think it was only about eight to 12 ounces. And you could literally strap it onto your hand. Oh, that's so nice. And it was one of the squeeze ones. So you didn't have to like worry about like messing with your breathing, trying to like suck up the water. So like I got that and that was like perfect because... Technically, you're not supposed to drink a whole lot of water while you're running because, like, you know, when you drink too much water and you try mm-hmm. and move, like, your stomach, your like, stomach. Yeah. jiggles. But I I think that that was, like, the perfect amount. And, like, That's I was nice. training during the summer, so yeah. it was super hot. And this area that I live in is so muggy. It is so gross. It's it humid, is, yeah. like, sticky. And so just having that and, like, spraying it on my face at some points, like, that was super helpful as well. Yeah, stay safe out there, people. If you're going to yes. be trying to run this summer, watch for the heat, watch for your safety and you know stay hydrated yes absolutely and I'm on my final three different points that's perfect so my next one this kind of really goes hand in hand with us talking about being safe but I didn't even think about this at first when I put Mm -hmm. it down I put change up your route yes oh this is huge Angela will not let us go on the same route twice especially two days in a row yeah yeah I think that this is something that's really important I said I think it's the most fun part which Mm -hmm. I'm genuinely when I wrote it down I was just like kind of going back to my first point of just getting outside Mm -hmm. if you go out and see something new every time you run that's so way more exciting yeah but also since we were talking about safety and everything and like I said I'm a big lover of true crime and everything but if you remember that's how Jeffrey Dahmer got his first victim was because he 
watched this guy run the, the same, same route. route every day and he memorized it and then was able to get mm-hmm. him off of that route. And I think it's so important. Like I definitely have my favorite routes that I always go on. But if I'm going on that same route, I'll kind of take like a detour and I'll go around a different loop. So maybe this is the first time I've ever been on that loop, but I always start my run like maybe in the same kind of way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. And if you're listening to this and I know that this is so hard because me and Angela were like even just riding bikes or rollerblading last summer. This was something skateboarding that we were always trying to do was switch up the route. And I know it's hard because it's comfortable to go on the route, you know. It's easy because you already know it. You know what you're expecting. But try to switch it up and also try not to follow a pattern. So like maybe you feel like switching it up might mean, okay, I'll go on my favorite route every three days. Try not to go every other day and then every two days and then every five days and then every other day and really switch it up because that's the safest way you can do it. But I know that's hard to put into practice, but something to consider. Yeah. And if you also like some people, they hate switching up their route. That's okay too. go to a park. And yeah. find a place where there is a bunch of people that are Stay always public. on these like trails, trails. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there's a place near me that I always go to. It's about a four and a quarter mile loop trail. And there's always people on it. And if you're going to go on that same trail like every day, that's totally okay. Because uh, there's always people there. Just switch which way that you start running yeah. on the trail. Yeah. Like run like clockwise one but what one day and then run counterclockwise the next day. Yes. And yeah, it's nice to keep yourself where you can be loud and know someone will hear you if you need to yes of course and now getting away from all of the safety tips those are very important but to bring the mood back up I said to take rest days (laughs) yes oh my gosh here we go the main themes be safe listen to your body and just do it Yes, exactly. So with this one, I said, I know not everyone will automatically hear this and start training for a race, of course. (laughs) But whether you are training or not, just take a rest day. And I I think this is super important because you don't want your body to get like bogged down too quickly. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like super uncomfy one day but like you have a super heavy training day planned next like I know that that would happen with me a bunch of times like I don't know like the lactic acid in my body would just build up and I'd be Mm -hmm. so sore and the stretching wasn't enough and like the next day I had my long run and I was like no that's gonna be my rest day we'll plan the long run for another day (laughs) yeah yeah that's one of the things that's hard for me and maybe you too is just like uh, not beating yourself up for that. It's yes. like, okay, it's not a promise that I have to keep. We have to listen to our bodies or we're not going to be able to run as far the next time that we want to run. So yeah, yeah, that's really hard for me personally. And I know that would be something I'd have to work on. <laughs> yeah. And it always goes back to just being patient and kind to yourself and your yes. body. Huge. It really does. And something really else to remember is just recovery is so important to seeing progress. And mm-hmm. I know I talked about this with the stretching and now taking the rest days and even talking about having enough water to feel hydrated enough when you are running this is a high intensity physical activity and so your body does sweat it gets depleted so making sure that you're like you are refilling those bot those things that your body is getting depleted of while you're running so like I was talking about earlier is like nutrition and being super aware of your nutrition during your runs and stuff And so just making sure you're having the protein, you're having the carbs. And I know this is something that a bunch of like big time runners say, if you're a runner, 
eat whatever the hell you want Mm -hmm. because you have been running, you've been like depleting your body of all of these nutrients and all of these like calories and you just need to replenish that. You just need to fill your body with what your body needs and if it tells you that you need to eat a pint of ice cream, eat a pint of ice cream, (laughs) you're running, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's so crazy to me, but also not because that's what I practice. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm not working out as much as I see you do, which I aspire to. But I just really, I know we say it 100 times, but I just listen to my body. If I feel hungry, I'm going to eat. If I don't, I'm not going to have snacks when I need to have snacks, drink a lot of water and do what feels good. And I think that's exactly. so important. Yeah, it's and so hard with the diet culture these days. There's so many like trend diets and you just have to find what works for you, not what you think is trendy. Yeah, exactly. And even like, like you said, like we have completely different like workout schedules or workout like preferences, but still you're just needing to refill your body with what your body needs. You have to, or you'll, you can't run on empty. You just can't. No. And that was one of my biggest things. I love work. I used to love working out first Mm -hmm. thing in the morning before I'd eaten anything. And I think that that was really helpful in my training because like I don't know. I felt like it was like kind of necessary. I didn't want to feel too weighted down, Mm -hmm. but also remembering that nutrients is just as important. And if you don't have any energy going into your run, you're not going to be fueled enough to go as far as you need to. Yeah. And that was something that I've kind of changed my mindset about over the past couple of months since I finished like my race and everything. I, like I said, I used to do like fasted cardio. Like I wouldn't eat. I would go out, do it first thing in the morning. Yeah. But now that I work second shift, like, of course I have to eat before I go and do things. Mm -hmm. And when I ran that four mile run last week, I had a huge sandwich right before I went and ran. And I feel yeah. like that's what helped me move so much like wow. longer yeah. and faster. That's great. Yeah, exactly. It just, it depends. Like we can't sit here and give you all advice on what you should be eating because we have no idea who you are and what you need. So it's yes. really important to kind of hone into that. And to be honest, I don't have a lot of good tips for that. I don't know how you find your own way without just trying and failing and then trying and succeeding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all about trial and error and trial exactly. and success. <laughs> yes. I love it. Wow. That is amazing. Are you ready for the last tip? The final tip. The final tip. (laughs) Okay, I'm ready. Okay. It is just set small goals. So this can be either before your run, after your run, during your run, whenever. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I like to set out for like a certain time, like we were talking about earlier, in which I want to run. And it is all going to depend on like how my body feels. If I'm like, oh, I want to do 45 minutes today or, oh, I only want to do 15 because I don't have that much time or whatever. And just remember to set those goals, be patient, be kind and adjust your goals as needed. And I even wrote down like sometimes a run that felt really good, like if I'm at 30 minutes and that was mm-hmm. my goal and I'm like oh it felt really good like I don't feel too tired yet I'll just add on another two or yeah, three minutes and see if I can do that at the end yeah I think that um the way you say just set small goals actually just reminded me of in the love languages episode when you said sometimes Kyle breaks down things for you and it makes it like a little bit more manageable that's kind mm-hmm. of the vibe I was getting with set small goals it's making your large goals more manageable by breaking them down and taking it step by step day by day and yeah. I think that's a tip that a lot of us could implement in our daily lives pretty easily. Yeah, absolutely. Like when I was doing my 10k, this is like the biggest uh 
like example that I have for me setting yeah. those small goals. So when I had started my training, my goal was to be able to finish the 10K in about an hour and 20 minutes mm-hmm. because that was like an 11 minute mile. Mm-hmm. A 10K is 6.2 miles. A lot of people try and do it in an hour or less because that's about okay. a 10 minute mile or less yeah. per mile. And I was like, okay, I don't think that that's achievable for me. So we're going to say mm-hmm. like an hour 15, an hour 20. And I was like, okay, cool. And then about halfway through my training, I was like, I don't really think I'm getting any faster. So we're going to say like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And my time, like it kept changing throughout the entire course of my like training. I was like, okay, well, I think that I could actually do it in an hour and a half or I think I could do it an hour and 15, whatever. And then the day of the race, I looked at myself and I was like, well, I'm kind of tired. Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. So we're going to say an hour and a half is like my final goal. And that was like what I went out. I started my run thinking Mm -hmm. you have to get this done in an hour and a half. I finished that out. I finished that uh, 10K in an hour and six minutes. I beat all of my goals. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. And I almost wonder, you could probably speak to this. I don't know if you feel this way, but I almost wonder too, like when you're at a race, it is hype. Everyone's there to run. Everyone's there cheering. There's usually music. There's usually some kind of like fun element. So I almost wonder if that sometimes gives people a little bit more adrenaline too, just the community of it all. I wish I could answer that, but I've never been to a formal race. I did my 10K all on my own. (gasps) Wow. Maybe I should become a runner and we should do our first one together. Yeah. It's such a fun vibe. I've never ran in one, but even I get hyped up and I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like, it's such a cool environment to do. Like those races for causes, I guess is what I'm referencing because they're not all, not all races, you know, have to be like that. But a lot of the ones I've been to are like the breast cancer race or Angelo did like a trail race, like through the woods with a big group. And it was just music and events and food and awards. And it's just a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it would be very fun. Like I do want to sign up and I do want to run a race like with a bunch of people or whatever. But I, I have done one. I did a color run when I was like in eighth grade, (gasps) but it was, it was completely unstructured. Like I, I didn't plan anything. I didn't train. Like it was just like, let's go and do this. And so I did that one. But when I did my 5k, I was in Mm -hmm. Chicago with charge and we all did it together and we ran walked that. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, whatever. I just like kind of did this with friends. Like that was cool. Cause I got to see Chicago. Yeah. That's so cool. When I did my 10K, Kyle was here with me and he met me halfway through and like gave me like a little snack and gave me some water and he like, he kind of like walked a couple steps. He was like, let's go. And that was so cute to see. Yes. And then I had tried to plan my route so that he could stand at the finish line and like be there like when I finished. Yeah. But I messed up my route a little bit and I still had like, I think I had like a quarter of a mile left when I had seen him at the end and he ran the last little bit with me, even though he does not run. And it was just so sweet to be able to like see him like going and doing that with me. That's amazing. Yeah. That like community support is exactly what I mean. Like that has to be like so helpful to a runner. I imagine like, obviously I don't know, but I imagine that that can make it just that much more like yeah, I'm going to finish this because people are here with me. They're cheering for me. They're happy for me. And like people are proud of me. I'm proud of me. Like that has to feel yeah. so cool. Yeah, I need course. that feeling. I, I might have to be. I really, I really, 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 really want to sign up for a race. I <laughs> yeah. just don't know when or where or mm-hmm. whatever. And I want to do something that I know is achievable. So like maybe yeah. just sign up for a 5K because I know yeah. I can do that right now. For but sure. 
in the future like maybe sign up for like maybe another 10k or a half marathon and yeah. just like see what I could do. could do yeah exactly if you ever want to run one with someone Angelo's down always me and Kyle can cheer you guys on yes <laughs> but that's so cool I'm so so glad we did this episode and the Marissa and Erica hours have become some of my favorite things because yes. I'm like I'm just learning the most and I think it's so much fun so I'm Thanks for doing this. I'm so glad. I feel of like course. I learned a ton. I'm so I didn't impressed. even know I was going to be able to talk for an hour about running. Yes. Oh my God. But girl, we did. I'm like so impressed. I didn't know either. I was like, I don't know what this is going to be, but I'm just here and I feel so more educated than yes. I was before, which is awesome. It's crazy. Very inspiring. But yeah, well, thank you all for listening to this. This has been yes. so amazing. Thanks, Marissa, for telling us how to be runners. Of course. I hope that some of us go out and give it a try, even if it's just once. You know, yeah. you never know until you give it a shot if you're going to like it or not. Mm-hmm. That rhymes. Okay. Maybe I should write a song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, literally. Um, yeah. So with that, I, I think that wraps up. That's everything. That's everything. I am just feeling actually so inspired for like the rest of my day. I'm like Yay! feeling a little bit more motivated than I was when I woke up. Obviously, like we said, we had a morning too. So we were by- both getting each other down <laughs> with this freaking problem. Well, our problem was getting us down. But now I feel like I'm back up and now yes. I'm ready to take on the day. So Thanks, Marissa, for giving us this Marissa hour. I hope everyone listening is enjoying this. And yeah, you guys already know what to do, like I said before. So follow our podcast. Definitely rate us five stars. Give us some feedback if you want in your rating and review. We'll read it. You can comment on our Instagram if you want to chat with us. Leave us any questions. We can answer them on the pod any of that we just want to hear from you guys thank you so much for listening we are now in five countries i cannot express how exciting that is i was freaking out i was telling everyone at the family dinner we're in five countries i can't even believe it so yeah thank you all so much and definitely follow us on instagram at we run on coffee and i think that's that's the spiel we need to stop talking because we've been going forever but with that i'm erica and i'm marissa and And we we run run on coffee. coffee Bye, Bye, guys.